Hey guys, it's Aiden here with another episode of Songs That Changed You. And today's episode of the podcast features more drama than a terrible TV soap. We're talking car accidents, court cases, and fraudulent claims of cancer. And it all comes from Nicole Smith. Now, some of you might know her from her Instagram handle, The Little Smith Tribe, where she shares adorable pictures of her family with sassy comments underneath. And if you're joining us today for the first time because you're a fan of Nicole's, thank you very much for checking out the podcast. Uh, Why not subscribe, check out the old episodes, and throw us a five-star review. And look, if you don't like it, that's cool. I get it. It's not for everyone. Only give us a four and a half star review then. Five stars or four and a half. Whichever you choose, I completely understand. Anyway, here's Nicole. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. It's time to talk music once again, and it is Songs That Change You, the podcast where we discuss a song that has had an impact on somebody's life in a significant way. And joining me today, look, I'm not sure on her business card whether it reads teacher slash influencer or influencer slash teacher, um, but I can tell you that she did win a Britney Spears lookalike competition when she was in primary school, which is troubling on so many levels. Nicole Smith, good afternoon. <laughs> Hello. I love the Britney Spears fact. I tell as many people that as I can <laughs> on a daily. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit weird though. You'd have to agree. I think it's pretty fabulous. Okay, sure. I mean, can we just clarify it was Britney when she had hair? Yeah, okay. (laughs) For those that don't know who you are, Nicole, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Nicole Smith. People might know me as your little sister. Okay, I was wondering Um, when we were going to get to that. Oh, I feel like it's an important part of the story that I'm your little sister. Yeah, I am a teacher. I teach foundation, which is like the first year of schooling here. And I've got two kids, two boys. And a husband. That's good. Okay. I feel like that sums you up well. Absolutely. What is the song that you have chosen today that has changed your life? Yeah, the song I've picked today is Healer by Hillsong. Well, is it Hillsong or is it Planet Shakers? Planet Shakers did technically release it first, about six months to a year earlier. Okay, I'd like to go with Planet Shakers then. Okay, sure. But my version is the Hillsong version. Yeah. All right, so for those that don't know. Are they the same? Yeah, so the song came out in 2007 uh, on the Salvation of the World album from Planet Shakers. And then about six months to a year later, Hillsong released it as well on their album, This Is Our God. It has since been removed from that album due to controversy, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. But tell me about your life when you first heard this song. Okay, I feel like I need to take you to 2009 first, to an event that happened in my life. Okay. So when I was in year 12, I went to Kmart on a late night trip because shops are open late where I live. 
yes. in the world. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, went to Kmart and I pulled out of Kmart and I got hit by two cars drag racing. So I was in my car and these two cars were going a good 100 kilometres over the speed limit. Car number one hit my car and I kind of went into, I think it was like a stop sign and a bus sign and a few signs on the side of the road. Then the other car hit me and I went into oncoming traffic. So, yeah, that was like this big event that happened in 2009 and I didn't think too much about the event. Just before you move on, what kind of impact has that had on you as far as like you're walking away scratch free or you're in the hospital for five weeks? Yeah, good good point. Uh, when the ambulance arrived, I think the exact words were, they said was, where is the deceased body? And they said, oh, she's sitting on the curb over there. And yeah, I had some torn tendons and ligaments in my shoulders and some sore ribs. But other than that, I was fine. The car was a write-off though. Oh, car was a total write-off. Like it was almost unrecognisable. I remember um, sitting in the ambulance and they were checking me over and I still to this day remember my dad's voice being like, or our dad's voice, being like, (laughs) let me in, like that's my daughter in that ambulance. Like I've never heard him talk so passionately because he'd probably seen the car and been like, oh, my gosh, what state is my child in? But I was fine, completely good, really. Yeah. So that happened in 2009, at the end of 2009. And then I was meant to go to a camp, like a summer camp in America, and that was my main focus, like kind of get my shoulder better, be a lifeguard at this camp in America, and I pretty much worked towards that as a goal, and I think I almost put on the back burner what happened to me. When you say on the back burner as far as like processing it in your mind and things? Yeah, like I think I was just young, 18, and I was like, oh, it's not this biggie. Yeah, I got hit by a car, but I didn't – I wasn't that injured. So I kind of just walked away thinking, yeah, I'm fine. Like, worst things can happen in the world. Nothing to process. I feel good. But then I got sued. I got sued by one of the people that hit me in their car. So one person that hit me, their car was pretty damaged, and that's the person that sued me. And the other person actually drove off from the incident. So I never saw who that person was. It was kind of classified as like a hit and run. Yeah. So I got sued and I went to one of those lawyers that's like, you win, you don't pay, you lose, you pay the fees. Like one of those cheesy lawyers. Better call Saul style. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, this is a joke. Like what are they even suing you for? Like damages to their car. So nothing really came of that suing situation. I kind of went to the lawyer, gave my blurb and that was the end. But the lawyer said to me that in order to win the case, he recommended that I register to become a victim of crime. I had to fill out paperwork, like paperwork upon paperwork, how I was mentally, how I was physically, how I was emotionally dealing with life. And through all that, they rank you on a victim of crime scale and you come out at a certain level. Right. And I came out at level A, level one, the top victim of crime you can be. Wow. And it was classified as assault with a weapon, the weapon being their cars. But when they said level A, assault with a weapon, I just remember thinking, I wasn't held at gunpoint. I wasn't part of this big, like, terrorist attack or anything. Like, are we joking here? But with that, as I said, yeah, um, I had to go to see a psychologist regularly and that kind of made me rethink the whole situation a bit more. But 
as I said, I was pushing to go to camp in America, summer camp. So I went to camp, came back, and I was like, that is the end of the whole ordeal. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> so you're kind of looking now almost a year after the incident. So 2000, end of 2009 happened. 2010, I got sued and went to America. And then at the start of 2011, my parents moved to Canada for a year. They moved to Canada and you would know you were also living in a different town to what I was living in. Yep. And that was the time I got sued the second time. Right. Nothing really came of that. But then I got sued the third time. And the third time I got sued, I went to court. Yeah, during this time, I never really told many people kind of what was going on. Like my parents lived in a different country. I felt kind of alone. Like At this point, you're roughly 20 years old? 20 years old. And yeah, living out of going home this. Uh, on your own. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and so this is where the song sort of comes into it. Yes, I promise I'm getting to the song. It's okay, take your time. <laughs> and when I was in court, it was probably the first time I'd really seen the person who hit me face to face and remembered it. So I saw this person and I was like, oh my gosh, like you're young as well. And so this court case went on, it was a couple of days in court. It was a little bit messier, this case. But from the court case, which I did win, I then started to have like panic and anxiety attacks. So I was going to see this man in my everyday life. Like I worked in a sports store at the time. And I remember like having this dream vividly, like, hi, do you have a club card on you? And then looking up being like, it's you like mm. type of thing so it started off as these dreams or nightmares and then it moved into like I'd just be sitting in my living room even like with a wall behind me and I'd be like he's behind me like I just felt like he was behind me all the time I'd be in church and I'd be like he's behind me I'd be driving I'm like he's the car behind me he's the car next to me like I can't look behind but I've got to look behind and yeah. I got really panicky like all the time and I don't know, like I really felt pretty alone and like this is a fair bit after the car accident so people were kind of sick of hearing about it. Like, oh, that thing that happened to you a while ago, like you were fine like a month afterwards. And, How are you struggling and that's a year and thing. a half later? Like when you do go through, you know, a, a circumstance, like I, I'm sitting here learning this for the first time as well. Like I, I thought it would, you, you were doing a lot better by that point because you do, you, you, you reach out to somebody, you might make a meal, you check in on them, but yeah, it's a month, two months. And then you kind of presume that people have moved on. Everything's okay. Which is exactly the case. And I think that's kind of why I didn't really reach out to too many people. Like people at the church knew what was going on. They did have a close friend that was really aware of my court cases and the fact my parents were living in a different country and I didn't feel like I could really bother them. Like I don't hold it against them going or in any way, shape or form, but there was just nothing they could do really. So this all went on for a while and all of a sudden one day I heard the song Healer again. I'd probably heard the song, I don't even know how many times, but I kind of stopped and I listened to the words and it was like, um, you walk with me through fire and nothing is impossible for God. I remember hearing these words and I just instantly stopped and was like, oh, my gosh, 
I no longer have that anxiety. I no longer have that panic. I no longer feel alone. And I don't even know what the time was between all of that stopping and hearing this song and realizing that it had finished. Mm. It's, it's kind of like you always pray to God, like, oh, pray for healing, help me, help me. And then when you're better, do you stop and go, oh, thank you, I'm healthy now, thank you for making me healthy? It was kind of like I'd been through all of this and I hadn't even realised that I was healed, like I had let go of all of that anxiety. I had moved on from the situation. That's amazing. I want to ask, uh, what kind of relationship did you have to that song prior? So did you know the history of the song and the, and the controversy behind it and things? I literally think you just told me about that then. I had no idea. I would have heard the song. Like that was during the peak of me going to like Planet Shakers conferences and things like that. So I probably would have heard the song, but I just never connected to it. So for those that don't know, it was written by um, Michael Guglielmucci, who pretended to have cancer for many years. And then he released this song through Planet Shakers. And then it got released as well by Hillsong. And then news came to light that he wasn't suffering cancer. He had faked the whole thing. And this song was then kind of blacklisted by a lot of places like, oh yeah, let's distance ourselves from him. Let's distance ourselves from this song that's all about healing when this man was never suffering in the first place from cancer. So the only reason I bring this up is because for a lot of people, their opinion of this song has changed and therefore they can't listen to it in the same way that you were listening to it and they can't get something from that because his reputation has tarnished the song. So that wasn't the case for you. No. So I actually was at a Hillsong conference as well where he was wheeled on stage in a wheelchair and everyone prayed for him. Mm. But no, no, this song, like whether he wrote it, he sung it, someone different sings it, it has helped me. It's a weird situation, isn't it? No, but I think that's completely normal because the Bible says God can use all things for good. And this is a great example of a song that, like I said, was tarnished for a lot of people, but God still used it for good and used it in your life. And that whole backstory is irrelevant because it means something to you and you had your life changed through that despite everything. Yeah, and like even to this day, if I'm having a bad day or something big's going on, I put this song on and like I instantly stop. Or even if it comes on just randomly like through your Spotify playlist, I instantly stop and like it brings me back down to ground. Like it brings me back down to an even level and I almost get that throw your hands up in the air worship vibe. Well, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all that, Nicole. Like, I'll be honest, I didn't know the full extent of all this. And you've you've shared from a very vulnerable place. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And like, yeah, it's interesting what you said about the song, but I just, I just connect to it so much. And it's always going to be one of my most played songs. Well, we're going to play it for everyone now and I would encourage you to listen to it um, with open ears because it doesn't matter about who wrote it or what they meant by it. It matters to what it means to you and what you can get out of it. So this is Planet Shakers with Healer. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thanks. 
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts 
Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidengh at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>